Are you ready to crush your goals like the champion you are, but you're getting a little frustrated because you cannot achieve the goals as quickly or efficiently as you would like? If so, check out this video because we're going to talk about how to crush your goals like the champion you are. So let's go. All right, the first thing you have to do in order to set yourself up to successfully crush your goals is to clarify your big goals. That's right, we have a big goal and your big goal is the why. It's why are you doing what you're doing? And big goals are gonna be permanent. They're gonna be stable. They're ultimately gonna be out of your control to a degree, meaning you can't really make it happen. You just kind of have to hope it happens because the big goal is gonna be that outcome. And maybe your big goal is I'm gonna win the championship game. Well, you don't really have control over winning it or not, but that's your big goal, right? That's what you wanna do. It's pretty stable and it's it's very concrete, right? So ultimately your big goals are what you're striving for. It's what you're wanting to accomplish. And there's probably gonna be a lot of smaller goals that you're going to need to identify in order to achieve that bigger goal. Just to share an example, because professional athletes are like the easiest example to use when you're talking about champion mindset. One thing that a lot of professional athletes do, and I'm talking about like the super athletes who might not really have the talent to some of the other professional athletes, but because they have the rock solid, brilliant mindset, their talent actually is even better than those that have more of the natural gift, if you will. A big goal for them is like why they play the game. For instance, maybe they, their big goal is, hey, I play because I love the game. And that's my big goal is I just love the game and I wanna play for the game. So that's not a huge goal and it's not necessarily an outcome focused goal because they're really enjoying on the effort and the process, but that's a perfect example of a big goal. Another example of a big goal is I want my company to be $16.5 million. Great, that's a huge goal. Now you might wanna ask yourself why. Why are you striving for it? Because I will tell you, when your goals are just monetary, it's fairly vain. Uh, I know we don't really talk about that in society, especially in capitalism America, but when your goals are just financial, there's a little vanity going on inside of you, probably some narcissism, probably a lot of rejection and a lot of like, mm, F you, I'm gonna show you that I can do this type of thinking, which isn't necessarily bad, but when push comes to shove, sometimes that's not a big enough reason to stay committed to your big goal. So really make sure your big goal is not just financial and a little bit more substantial. So here's how we're gonna use the big goals. So first, it's really gonna be important to clarify that big goals actually have a handful of layers. For instance, maybe our big goal is to take care of the family. Well, we could boil that big goal down to feeling confident because taking care of the family makes you feel confident. So again, this is why making a lot of money is kind of vain and doesn't really tell us much. So you wanna dig deeper. So big picture for the big goal is it's your primary source of motivation. Big goals are fundamental needs, meaning there's something you have to do in order to feel whole. Now understand when we're creating a big goal, it's really important to separate your worth from accomplishing the goal. A lot of times people will connect their worth to what they do. Mm -mm, that's super, super, super dangerous. You want to immediately disconnect that thread right now because you are 100% worthy regardless of what you do or what you don't do. So understand that your worth has nothing to do with your performance. And the sooner you can make up your mind to believe that, the better. By the way, you can also start to take action to help you start to believe that as well, because that works just as well. One thing that makes big goals really successful in that fundamental aspect is A, 
it's something you have to achieve. Like you are 100% fueled by needing to achieve that. You have a huge desire to achieve that. But on the opposite side, you also are really fueled by not achieving it. Meaning there's a fear of not fulfilling the goal. And so that makes you want to achieve it even more. But again, we're staying focused on more of that positive versus avoiding, right? So you don't want to focus on avoiding attempting the goal because you're so afraid you're not going to make it. But you're also fueled by the fact that like it's really important for you to make it and not making it scares you. So big goals are what you strive for and little goals are how you reach that big goal. So probably makes sense, but it's really important to clarify your big goal. You might actually wanna find the core reason there too. And then you're going to identify all of those little goals, which are gonna be more specific and concrete than the big goals and they're gonna be easier to control. So we can't really control the big goal, but we can control these little goals. For example, being a good father is a big goal. The little goal could be working hard at your job or spending focused time with your kids or making your kid's birthday party excellent. Let's take another one, being a rock star basketball player. That would be the big goal, right? So the small goals or the little goals would then be developing a consistent free throw shot or dribbling for 30 minutes a day, right? So you're doing little tasks that can really help you become the best top basketball player in your area. So we can't control that, but we can do all these little goals to help eventually feed into that big goal. Big goals are really important to acknowledge, but a lot of times people like to only focus on their goals, which is really focusing on the outcome. And the outcome is typically in the future and not in the present moment. And you only exist right here, right now. And when you're constantly focusing on the outcome and not the present moment, you miss opportunities to be successful at the end of the day. Because if you're always focusing here in the future, you're missing on what's going on here in the present. And what's going here on the present is what's gonna help you get to that outcome if that makes sense. So we need to shift our focus to what's going on right here in the present moment and let go of the outcome goals. And so you wanna just keep those big goals in the back of your head. The little goals are gonna be your action plan or action steps to get there. But once we've identified those big goals and we're kind of clear on the little goals, now we want to really shift our focus onto these three supporting goal types. So one is results goals. Results goals are gonna be a specific outcome. They make you think ahead, right? So they're gonna be a little bit like the big goals. Next, you're gonna to wanna to have process goals. Process goals are these specific steps you must take to achieve the result goals and are supported by performance goals. And then you're gonna have performance goals, which are focusing on your effort. And these sound almost like mantras, you could say. I'm gonna go through all of this again with clear examples. So first you're gonna have result goals. These are going to be a specific outcome. And these are gonna be fairly connected to the big or little goals, depending on how you are defining them. So an example of a results goal would be closing a sale or scoring a point, right? So it's still a little goal, but it also connects to that big goal. Next, you're gonna have that process goal. And the process goals are the specific steps you must take in order to achieve the results goal. And they're gonna be supported by performance goals, which we haven't gotten to. So an example of process goal is I'm gonna work out four times a week. So understand that process goals are very quantifiable. It's very much a clear plan that you need to do. Like maybe you're gonna lose weight. Okay, great. I'm not gonna eat sugar two days a week. 
That's how you would say it in that case, right? Then we have performance goals and performance goals are really where you're focusing on implementing your effort because that's the only thing you can ever control in the first place is your effort, you can never control the outcome. So when you're wanting to control an outcome, that is your cue to shift to focusing on controlling your effort and playing your effort hand very, very well because you can really only ever control your effort. Now, performance goals are again, those mantras. So find a saying, find some mantra, find something that helps you stay focused and helps you stay precise and concrete with your effort. So an example would be, I'll push myself full throttle or I'm going to watch negative thinking, or I'm going to watch my blockers, or I'm going to implement my effort as best as I can, or I'm going to be 1% better today. So really start to play around and experiment with some of the performance goals that you can start to adopt to help you stay focused and committed to your process goals and to your results goals, because that's going to help you with the little and the big goals as well. So understand that your results goals are so, 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 so important, but you gotta hold them loosely. Unfortunately, a lot of people take their goals, so see this pencil as your goal, and they just scream it as hard as they possibly can, and they're like, why is it not happening? Well, you can't fully control it. So if you hold it with more open hands and you kind of let it roll in your hand, it's gonna be mentally easier for you to adapt and be flexible in your thinking when those moments of opportunity say, hey, you're gonna need to be a little bit more flexible here. So you wanna loosely hold your results goals because again, you cannot control the outcome, but you can control your effort. So it's better for us to really hold on tightly to our effort and not to the outcomes or result goals. Now again, process goals are gonna be really specific action steps. You will have more control over process goals, right? And sometimes we need to come back and we need to maybe recalibrate the goal because maybe we were too advantageous at first, right? Like we just thought we could do it a little bit faster than we could. I know when I first started my business, I always thought I could get more done than I really actually could. That's okay, that's feedback. We wanna always be taking in our feedback to recalibrate and adjust. And then lastly, we have performance goals. And performance goals are very encouraging mantras. You could have like, do your best, watch out for the opponent, play your heart out, give unconditional love, listen to them, help them feel loved, uh, go for the win, play as hard as you possibly can, go 100% in, right? So performance goals are like a way of being, like a way of how you want to show up. So understand it's very being focused, not doing focused. We're human beings really learn how to focus on your effort and in the present moment. It's gonna take practice, but you gotta start someday, so why not today? And in a way, performance goals are like role-playing. Michael Jordan has an awesome performance goal, which was taking what the defense gives me. See how flexible and adaptive and proactive that mantra is? And he was an awesome basketball player by all means. So we wanna find mantras or sayings that we can bury in our heart that helps us stay focused on how we need to show up when it's time to really play the game, if you will, and start to crush those goals. If you can really learn how to shift your focus from the outcome to the process and perfecting, implementing your effort within the process, it's actually easier to achieve your goals. Now, since we've gone over all the types of goals, it's also gonna be really important to leverage visualization. Visualization is so important. In fact, I believe it was the University of Washington, I forget which year this was, they decided to do a research study with their basketball team to figure out how to improve free throw throws. So this is what they did. They had three groups. The first group, 
was do whatever you want. Whatever you want, have fun. The second group could only shoot at the free throw line. They could only shoot there. And the third group could only imagine, they could only visualize shooting from the free throw line. So they did this for 30 days. They came back and they looked at the progression level. And what they found was the first group who could do whatever they wanted did not get better at all. There was a 0% improvement rate. The second group, the one that could only shoot free throws, improved by 25%. And the third group, the group that could only visualize, improved by 24%. That's a 1% difference. So visualization is really, really, really powerful, but it also takes your effort to visualize. No one's gonna visualize for you, you have to do it. So visualization is a great way to continue to implement your effort and train your brain, especially that reticular activity system that filters in and out the stimuli we tell it. So here's the thing, you can do what you want. Nobody's gonna do it for you at the end of the day. That's kind of a dust statement. So start to get in the habit of really focusing and visualizing, just really learning how to hone in your effort and play your effort and get better at your effort. You know, there's something called the growth mindset, which says focus on your effort, not ability, because when you focus on your effort, you do better in the long run versus focusing on your ability. And we know that the average A student, or a lot of times A students in grade schools actually don't do well in the real life world because they've actually relied too much on their ability versus their effort, which is why the C student sometimes does better in the real world because they've learned to implement their effort at a larger scale than those naturally smart or good test takers are. So really start to pay attention to where your focus is, what you're telling yourself, and are you engaging in your goals? Are you visualizing them? That's so important to do. Visualize, visualize, visualize. In fact, if you start to participate every single day for an hour a day with what you're wanting to achieve in life, let it be your ideal self, your goals, or what have you, if you think about it consciously for an hour accumulatively in a day, what we found is in six months, so if you do this for 180 days straight, by that six month, by that 180th day, you will be 90% better there or have an idea on how to get there because some of this stuff just takes time. That's the power of thinking. The fact of the matter is everything you have in your life, you kind of thought yourself there to a degree. I mean, we could argue on some of the details and some of the things that are truly out of your control. Like you didn't choose to be the race or the sex or the location that you're in necessarily. But really start to learn how to leverage your effort because that is the key to crushing your goals. By the way, if you liked this video, I'm going to encourage you to download this PDF right here, which is going to tell you exactly how to set yourself up for success and really crush those goals. Make sure you grab Crush Your Goals and Be the Champion You Are right now. The link is in the bio and make sure you subscribe to my channel and like this video and share. Tell me your biggest takeaway from this video and love to hear from you and please subscribe to stay up to date on my latest videos. And remember, I talk about psychology and business transformation to help you transform quickly and efficiently and permanently. I hope you have a great day and I look forward to seeing you next time. Bye.